in the endless reaches of the universe there once existed a planet known as Krypton, a planet that burned like a green star in the distant heavens. One of the planet's leading scientists, sensing the approach of doom, placed his infant son in a small rocket ship and sent it hurtling in the direction of Earth just as Krypton exploded. Because of the amazing powers that this child possessed, he grew up to become what mankind knew only as Superman. Superman was believed to be the sole survivor of Krypton's destruction, but what many don't know is that two others recently made it to Earth. Lacking the superhuman abilities of their predecessors, they have taken it upon themselves to educate, entertain, and maybe even annoy humanity instead. They may not be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. But they are... Ben and Vicky! Welcome, everybody, and you are listening to the Prop Showzel. I'm your host, Ben. And this is Vicky. You are listening to episode... 33. ...of the Prop Showzel. Getting right down to the end of the wire here. We, the end of the called? wire? <laughs> so what? we previously hit the wire, and now we're getting to the end of its reach. What's the expression that I'm trying to think of here? We're getting down to the... Down to the wire. Yeah, down to the wire. End of the line. <laughs> there you go. Pick one. We're we'll getting towards the, the end of the line where the wire is. It's, it's like the uh, the intro to Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. where there's the fuse is burning. Mm-hmm. Just picture that that fuse is on made wire. of wire. And, we're and getting there's a down. train heading towards it, we're and we are on that train nearly at the wire as it's getting towards the, the end, end of that. Every episode of the show leading up to this moment, that fuse has been slowly ticking down to this moment. Mm. Now we've established that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, as you may have noticed by now, we are actually not currently in the studio. Do do you think anyone actually noticed? Yes. (laughs) I mean, it would be quite a a feat if someone would have to be listening to it basically in the studios to To notice that. that. Yes, well, we'll let you into a little secret. Ben and I are not currently in the studio. Well, I will be. If you are hearing this. I will I'm have to dead. be. <laughs> this is your uh, your suicide note. No, I'm not going to commit suicide. It's my murder note, if you're hearing this. <laughs> oh. Ben has murdered me. <laughs> okay, okay, so we're, we're pre-recording this on the event of Vicky's just just in case. She you does, kill me. Yeah, just in case she does die during the week. It won't be by her own hands. No, I'm trying to send out the message. It's but, like, you know... But that won't stop us doing a show. No. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that movie where the guy solves his own murder like he's been poisoned and he's got like 48 hours to solve who did it oh no like i'm it sounds good though it's an awesome movie unless i just i had a dream last night actually Here i'm not go. sure sometimes it was a fever dream I'm, well i do have a fever ben um has also let you into another secret that i did not go to work today because i had a sick day but um i had a dream today so i'm not quite sure whether or not that's a real movie or if i dreamt oh, you it. imagined it May have dreamt it. I'm pretty sure it's a movie. <laughs> well, anyway. I'm assuming even if you did dream it, there's a movie along those lines. I, I would assume so. I'm going to IMDb it. Okay. Just Google what I recall movie is, where a guy almost dies. And... No, no, no. He, he eats like poisoned soup or something, and then he becomes aware he's going to die, so he solves his own murder, but also finds the antidote or something. So it sounds like he almost killed himself. Like, I could solve that murder. He ate poisoned soup. Yeah, he did. He ate poisoned soup, but he didn't poison it. Someone else did. Mm, you, don't, oh. you don't remember, like, who's in this or even if it exists. No. But it was pretty good. <laughs> That's a pretty good plot, though. I feel like if it's not already a movie, I've um, let it out into the world on its own. You can make it. Well, in <laughs> terms of a murder weapon... Feel free to text in 0427767767 if it is a real movie. Well, you've just made one of the key mistakes of, of a, pre-record. a pre-record. Well, I thought you said you were going to be here. Yeah, but we, I won't be able to comment on yes, anyone's Yes, you can. Tape. You can just break in. 
No, no, no. Like, okay, so here, let's set this up. Vicky is too busy to do a show this... Too busy? I'm in Queensland. Is too far away <laughs> to do a show. <laughs> and if that's if I've been murdered, that is why. She she chose annoyingly to do her Queensland trip while our show was still going. That's I great. I thought that she was uh, having her priorities well wrong. <laughs> why go on holiday when we still got entertaining to do, Vicky? But I know. I'll accept it just this once since we are doing this on Monday evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just did our show yesterday, our last episode, but to you listeners, it's been a whole week. But uh, I will be in the studio, as I mentioned, to basically ensure that this goes to air. <laughs> so while Vicky, well, what are you doing? You're partying it up in mm-hmm. Queensland. Do you have any predictions of uh, what exactly you'll be going on while this is, uh, while this is airing? Would you even listen to it? Oh, I'll tr- I don't know if I can listen from there. I'll probably be asleep, <laughs> you to be honest. Online. It's like midday on a Sunday. I'll be asleep. Well, there you go, listeners. That's <laughs> an insight right into Vicky's exciting lives. I know, right? <laughs> lives. Lives. Well, you know, you have multiple personalities. You're on the radio right now and sleeping. That's I know. quite um, I've done that before in the studio. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Slept through many a show. <laughs> See, I think, though, if you're asleep at midday, you would have been doing something interesting the night before. Well, I will be partying it up the night before for my birthday. True. So It works well for both of us. Just know, listeners, that you're missing out on some great potential stories Ooh. that happened the night before, and I'll just be sitting half asleep in the studio while getting your text in on that text line. But anyway, my favourite dream, mm. it was that, you know how in Seinfeld they sell just the muffin tops? Yeah, top of the muffin to you. Yeah, top of the muffin to you. I went to a cupcake decorating class yesterday. I see. And so I was decorating the top of the cupcakes, as you may have seen on Facebook. And did you throw away the bottom of the muffin? I did not. But what the dream was that I had top of the muffin to you, a shop, but I gave the bottoms to charity. I think that's what they try on Seinfeld. Is it? Yeah. Oh, so I just dreamt Seinfeld. Yeah. I didn't realise they did the next just, bit. You just watched Seinfeld. <laughs> I did just watch like, Seinfeld. This is genius. And then <laughs> See, you tried to I steal their idea. I thought they just did the top of the muffin to you. I was aware that was from Seinfeld, but I didn't realise they gave the bottoms to charity. Yeah, they start a shop where they they twist off the top of the muffin. Yeah. Because Kramer wants to make them just cook the top. But they can't. But it doesn't, it's not as good if you don't waste <laughs> the bottom, essentially. So they have to bake a whole muffin and then throw away part of it. And so they try to donate the bottom to charity, but charity doesn't want it. Oh, because the bottom's like, not as good. Yeah, they're like, oh. well, we don't want the bottom. Who do you think we are? <laughs> yeah, just because we're accepting charity doesn't yeah. mean like we doesn't mean we want half of your crappy muffin. Oh, well, that was my dream last night. I dreamt Seinfeld. That's pretty cool. Wait, so is this a different dream to your uh, suicide soup guy movie? Yeah. Okay, I was thinking that maybe that somehow segued into the soup movie. Oh, no. No, no, no. You that was just a, a previous... You have a lot of um, food-related dreams, it seems. Also TV-related dreams. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> your, your dream world does sound quite uh, entertaining. Well, least. not really. You could just watch it on TV. That's Why true. Why do I bother Every, having dreams? There's all this... Um, this talk about maybe in the future we'd be able to record our dreams or that kind of thing. That's Mine what, were already on, yeah. on TV. I'm <laughs> just redreaming what's been written by funnier people. <laughs> so, what I was trying to get to is mm. that often when people do a pre-recorded show like this, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a running theme, I feel, between yes. no matter who you are, the, there's a, rules of doing a pre-record. And All I right. feel like we've already covered a lot of this ground just because it just tends to happen. So, the, the rules that I've already stated... The rules that I've, uh, that I've written down... That have been broken currently. Well, it's, it's not necessarily breaking them. It's just uh, following them, if you will. Okay. Even, as we've been 
going so far. Say what you'll actually be doing when this goes to air and why it's so much more important than the show. <laughs> so we know Vicky's sleeping in Queensland. <laughs> Make sure to point out how pointless any text will be. <laughs> done and done. Now the third one, state your confusion over the difference in time. So uh, that means recording and broadcast time. It basically seems like people can't grasp the fact, that at least the presenters. Mm. Like, the listeners, I'm sure, are fine. Yeah. But whenever I hear one of these pre-recorded shows, people freak out and they're like, I mean, tomorrow, I mean, yesterday, oh, God. Like, <laughs> they don't know which terms to use. See, the problem is they try and pretend that it's airing on the day. It falls to pieces immediately. I know. So I'm just like, well, it's Monday night for us. It's Monday night for you. Cast your minds back to Monday night, listeners. It's now 718 yeah, there on you go. Monday, first of July. <laughs> so if you cast your mind back, you'll be right in step with us. There you go. Yeah. Well, what uh, the audience There's can some get dream in on music. it. They can try and picture what they were doing the moment that we uh, we were recording this episode. That's right. But it also really doesn't matter. Vicky is like. I did a muffin show or whatever. I did a, a cupcake course yesterday. Yeah, it does not really matter if it was if the it previous was, Sunday. Yeah, if yeah. it was Sunday or it was um, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't change the story. <laughs> there were muffins involved. Let's move on. <laughs> so uh, let's kick off our music playlist for you guys this uh, midday. I was almost going to say evening. <laughs> I almost fell into my own trap. But you can because it doesn't matter. Now you've confused the listeners because they've cast their minds back Ooh. to Monday. How about we just play some songs? <laughs> Does that work? Yeah. So uh, the theme of this week's episode, we're getting to the tail end. There we go. Was that? Well, that's kind of what I was trying to say. At yes. The, beginning of the, show. the tail, tail end, end. Where uh, we we basically... We're at the tail end of the line of the wire. <laughs> there you go. Can't be more clear. No. We uh, want to play some songs that kind of just had a... They didn't have their shot originally. These... Mm-hmm. These are the best of the bonus songs. So often we'll have a whole running sheet and we only get through two or three of the songs. And segments. <laughs> <laughs> so here is some of the songs that we missed throughout the week. Yeah, so, so uh, in previous episodes, these were great songs that just never got shot. So we'll f- kick it off with our first one from episode 27. What theme was that, Vicky? Our scary ex-girlfriend slash bipolar songs. So songs where they start off all nice and then freak out around the middle. There you go. So this one was... Children Clyde with Farewell Rocket Ship. We'll be right back this after this with more Prop Shows All. We must make plans to leave this place. We'll build a colony on nearby planets known to me. Goodbye. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Prop Shows All. I'm your host, Ben. And this is Vicky. You are listening to Sin 90.7 FM. Or on sin.org.au. And uh, now we're going to kick off our first proposal of the show. Yeah, so we didn't even get to what is the prop showzel. So the prop showzel is the show where we propose things that we feel have not been covered correctly in the world. We are the judge and jury of planet Earth. Wow. I, I, know. I didn't realize our reach was so far. <laughs> our reach is long and wide, my friend. Well, uh, for a whole long and wide. All right, well, let's So don't think you can just escape the equator. Hmm. It's also wide. Does it go uh in three dimensions, like mm. if you were say in the North Pole, you may be able to get out of it. No, but I mean, like in into space, does our reach extend upwards as well? Oh, is it long, wide, and deep? There we go. I'm That's not what sure. Trying to, trying to get it. I don't think we are intergalactically powerful. Well, no. maybe that, that's something we can work on for next year. Mm. Well, we've got one show left to extend our reach depth. But no, unfortunately, we are both just long and wide. 
Um, so listeners in the North Pole, do what you like. Listeners <laughs> outside the North Everyone Pole. Everyone else, obey our rules. Obey our proposals. Sure. So we propose things for the good of you and then we evaluate them and decide whether or not they should be implemented. So our first proposal for the episode is basically stop being afraid of the outside world. Yes, there's two kinds of people in the world. Okay, scaredy pants and superheroes. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I propose that there's people in the world that when their phone rings or there's a knock on the door, there's people like, oh, there's someone at the door. There's people like, oh, there's someone at the door. And then there's people like, ah, there's someone at the door. That's three people. That's three kinds. You've already uh, gone against your own statement. Did I say there was two? Yeah. Oh, well, sorry. So we're going like, this is like a high, medium and low category. Mm. Oh, no. Some people are like, yay, this could be awesome. So it was like positive, negative and permanently scared. Terrified. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Positive, negative and terrified. Okay. So, because for example, I have friends. I don't know about you, but... You have friends? Plural? Well, no, you're about to find out. They rarely answer my calls because I have a blocked number. Yes, that's the reason why. <laughs> because of my occupation. Oh, I've given too much away by saying it in a Spanish accent. People will be able to guess what I do. Because of my occupation, I... Um, it's all right. We can, we can re-edit the accent. The after all. True. Because of my occupation, I keep my phone unblocked. And so a lot of my friends don't answer blocked numbers because they don't know who it is and they don't like to answer the phone not knowing what the conversation is or might be about. Well, first of all, I've stated on the show that it does annoy me when you call me because I'm like, uh. Who the hell is this? But I figure after enough times of getting your calls, it's probably you. Yes. But I feel like even if that didn't happen, I would still answer the phone call. It's not like I'm getting harassed by people on my mobile phone <laughs> who are trying to conceal the numbers on a regular basis. See, I feel like almost the opposite to you. You're constantly getting harassed. No, I'm like, I love it when I get blocked numbers and feel annoyed when I miss them because I'm like, oh, now I'll never know what it is. You're like, every day is a mystery and I can't wait to unfold it. Pretty much. I get so excited when I get an unknown number or a blocked number calling me. I'm like, who could it be? <laughs> <laughs> I get so excited. So should I block my mum my number just to call and you? And your mum <laughs> if you're getting harassed. I'll block my mumba. <laughs> um... Please do, because I love to get unknown numbers or blocked numbers calling me. I'm like, who is it? This is so exciting. It could be some amazing offer. Like, we just saw you walking down the street and managed to grab your mobile number from a card hanging out of your wallet. You are clearly in the wrong industry. You should be a model. Oh, okay. You think that every call is potentially an amazing job opportunity? Or something. Or just, just to exciting compliment you. new chapter in my life. What if uh, what if you got a few calls of people saying the opposite? We're like, we we saw you walking down the street. And we just wanted to say lose weight. We just wanted to say, uh, yeah, yeah, get in shape. I go. I'd say thanks for the advice. <laughs> I suppose it's. But how that... how long would it take till you get beaten down? To actually do it, or just no, be to, like, I don't want to answer. When you're this not anymore. answering block numbers anymore because you got like all these calls from people. Just Is it constructive criticism or just criticism? No, they're being very unhelpful. It's oh, just, so they're not like, hi. It's like, the equivalent of wolf whistling, but more uh, personal. Oh, so it's not like they ring up and they're like, hey, look, your friends are too afraid to say this, but we were thinking maybe for your own health, you should hit the gym. <laughs> they actually think they're being helpful. Yes, exactly. Like, once I've finished shedding these tears, I will take your advice. Yeah, I was thinking, Annoying is it constructive criticism or is it just criticism? That's what I was concerned about. Well, if okay, let's go with that one. If you got about a week's worth, every day for a week, you got one of these phone calls. And it was a block number every time. On the eighth day, would you answer it? 
Yes. If it was constructive <laughs> criticism, if there were all good ideas that I should be taking on board. You think by like a month of this, your life will be amazing? Well, yeah, You're exactly. Like, Thanks, mystery man. <laughs> Thank you for all of the advice. For, You've done me so well. For pointing out all my flaws. Yeah, exactly. I'm now thin, attractive and happy. <laughs> you feel like uh, soon enough he'll eventually be like, I've created a masterpiece. I can't perfect you anymore. Exactly. There's no more advice for Vicky. Yeah, well, he'll say, this is your blocked number friend. I've just called you to congratulate <laughs> you on taking my advice. You look and seem happy and fantastic. I'm so glad that we've done this, but I'm sad that this partnership is over because of your... Your transformation. I guess so, but your readiness to take oh, my I advice. See. Other people wouldn't answer on the eighth day, <laughs> but you confronted your flaws and did so. You know, the last person that answered on the eighth day was Megan Gale. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like, yes, I'm part of an elite crowd now. Exactly. Turned out well for her. Exactly. That's what I think is going to happen, actually. So there you go, Ben. Friends who do this thing and... Which thing? Oh, not, don't answer blocked Yeah, calls. not answering blocked Well, calls. I say you're missing out on an exciting arena of strangers either helping or hindering you. Well, I was surprised <laughs> when I called someone recently. Basically, we seem to have a rotating cast of guests through our house. Oh, yes, that is so true. And uh, I've mentioned a couple of them on the shows in the past. It, you know, sometimes it works out quite well. Sometimes you're just like, can't wait for you to leave. <laughs> but our latest guest uh, was someone... No, I don't think listeners quite understand just how many you're getting, like, when you say it that. Is, it is weird because these people are often long-lost relatives that I've never heard even mentioned, let alone met. But also, how often is this, is this happening? I would say maybe, like, it seems like every three months there's a new one, perhaps. Maybe every four or five, but... It's not like a... I say frequently, anyway. You seem to always have someone at your house. Enough to have a new story every time someone leaves. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want listeners to understand how often you have strangers at your house. Like, every time... I would say three out of four weeks, there's a stranger at your house at some point. Well, there's every so often I hear someone's coming to visit. And it's always, like, a cousin. And then I'm like, how's your cousin? And, they're like, and you're like, oh, they're not really my cousin. That's just what my mum said. Yeah, to ease the... Basically for convenience sake. Because to explain their actual relationship to me would be so convoluted that <laughs> it would take too long. They're like, fine, they're a cousin, whatever. But, uh, yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, who's this person? Oh, yeah, you met them when you were three weeks old. You were probably too young. I get that story a lot. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever met these people, but I'm just being told that I was, you know, an infant and hadn't developed the brain capacity to memorise anyone. <laughs> that is probably such a lie. You'd think they're just strangers and my parents are just trying to mess with me all oh, these years. Well, they're probably just taking it. They're probably spies or something. Like, your parents are probably like a, what am I, a safe house. You think my parents are... Spies People's as smuggling. well, or they're just really gullible and everyone I think your keeps tricking are them. Smugglers. Like I feel like our house could potentially be a backpackers, and that people yeah. are just like spreading the word. Now. It's <laughs> on like, like Facebook or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, These guys are really dumb, and they'll take anyone just if you just tell them cousin. you're a cousin. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel more like your parents are fence, like people smuggling. They're fences for people. Where are we smuggling them to? Don't know. <laughs> I'm not that far in on the ring. They I'm are, just. They are often foreigners. Yes, so frequently does, foreigners, does, uh, almost always foreigners that stay in the country. So we're smuggling mostly Europeans into yes, Australia. Into Australia. I know, I'm not I quite sure. I feel I've said too much already. I know, exactly. I think that they're afraid you're going to do them in, dob them in, not do them <laughs> in. Perhaps also do them in, should well, you find out their real reasons. Yeah, just uh, keep me in the dark here and we'll all be safer for Well, it. you don't seem like the biggest candidate for matricide, but, but that's people exactly surprise you. But that's exactly what those kind of people want you to think. That's true. Mm. 
So, uh, so the last person that uh, stayed with us, I got an email basically from my father. Was <laughs> we, we've mentioned him. Is he's overseas? Currently. He's currently walking a. 800 kilometre walk? Yeah, I think he's a few days from completion <laughs> by the time this goes to air. She I don't should know if be, anyone uh, else sees Ben's life and family's life as a bit ridiculous. Like, his dad's overseas doing an 800 kilometre Spanish walk. But that's what you do. I got Hoping it. to have an epiphany, no less. I, I got his most recent email. You'll he be, epiffed? Well, sort of. Uh, I'll let you uh, in decide. that he came up with several s- statements, which I felt he assumed were quite deep. Yeah. But in reality, seem like basic things that a human being should so know. So is it like, I should be kinder to others that and kind my of family thing, yeah. should come first? So I'm like, well, in the Seriously? long run, if it makes you a better person, then all, I'm all for it. <laughs> if you increase my pocket money, then okay. Yeah, but <laughs> if I feel that's like what taking care of your family means. If you had to go on an 800-kilometre walk to establish this in your mind, that you should great. take care of your wife or something. But you could have saved yourself a lot of hassle. I could have just told you these things. Well, exactly, like... <laughs> Maybe you should have just listened to Tina occasionally. Yeah, yeah, once in a while, <laughs> pay attention, and uh, so what, you won't have to go on another tell pilgrimage. Tell me he's a Oh, I, I can check my email if you want, but there was nothing mind-blowing, that's for oh, sure. I want to know what he piffed. So he had arranged someone to come live with us, but then conveniently <laughs> left the country. Yes. And so I, uh, I got an email from him. Basically saying nothing but call this number, invite this person to live with you. <laughs> no, saying nothing but call this number. That's so freaky. Yeah, I was hoping it was a sweepstakes. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I got I got a sweepstakes message the other day where I won one million pounds pounds dollars euro. Had all three Oh wow, <laughs> that's the best kind of currency. I know. <laughs> like, oh, I got some kind of super money. <laughs> I wonder if you can choose uh, which denomination you would want it in, depending on. Uh, which is worth more. Yeah, I should have, but um, I didn't reply foolishly. Uh, I know. You probably had to send some money to a uh, a weird Nigerian prince anyway. I know, I should have. Yeah, he, he's been asking for it for so long. <laughs> no one ever seems to comply. Yeah, so I, I got this email and I basically had no further information. It was just saying, call this number, invite her to live with us. <laughs> and I'd, I'd never obviously heard of this person until this email, let and alone... Like, oh, here goes my parents, the safe house again. Uh, yeah, exactly. So oh, dad, the person fence. I was able to do a little research and uh, I managed to find out that she was the sister of someone else who had stayed with us once. Or so your parents were saying. Well, that's a good that enough... That was the story. That's a good enough story for me to have an in when I call her. True. So, had they uh, said cousin, I would have been doubtful because you seem to have a lot despite having actually zero cousins. Zero uh, official. First cousins. Yeah, first cousin. But uh, so I, I call this number and mm. I think it went as well as it could have gone for the two people. I think it went extremely well. Met. I think you reached someone like me. She was like, hello? Well, that was what I was getting at in terms of her reaction to my phone call. It was much like my reaction to the stranger. Yeah, she was extremely cheery and I obviously came up in her phone as a blocked number or an unknown number at yes. least. And she her, was like, oh, it must be that stranger offering me more advice. It is. Maybe. <laughs> if that's what she had stored my uh, my contact details in afterwards, I would not be surprised. But uh, yeah, she, she answered the phone with uh, a very cheery hello. Yeah. And I was just a bit taken aback because my own friends don't even answer the phone <laughs> like that. That's because we know it's you. She was more excited. Yeah. She By the third time I called her, she was usually as depressed as my uh, phone calls <laughs> But get also, the other thing about you is you don't usually call friends. You hate the call. 
a text is message thing. is plenty in most I situations. I hate the text message. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. I'm just all about the call because it takes like five seconds to settle what I need rather than having a whole day of like text message conversations. But it's, there's a lot of uh, pleasantries that go along with a phone call. True. And no, not with s- you. Sometimes you just you're want... not that pleasant. That's true. <laughs> but in a lot of situations, uh, it seems almost rude to have like a 10 second phone call. Nah. Where, whereas if you if you just need some information right now, it is convenient. Like I think the, the last call that I made to someone that wasn't you and that I wasn't inviting to come live with me, mm. I was about to go on the train into a tunnel. Yeah. And so in about less than a minute, I would have no reception. No longer contactable. And so to send a text message would have been too long for them to reply because I needed to know if I was getting off at the next stop or not. Ah, okay. And so while I was in the tunnel, there'd be no reception, so they wouldn't have been able to text back. And so I was able to to call someone, get an answer quickly before I went into the tunnel (laughs) and know whether I needed to stay on the train. And that worked out for me, but... uh, that that's a rare occurrence that I'm in that exact situation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a good there's a good scene in I think it's the movie Hot Tub Time Machine because mm-hmm. they go through time and they're not used to text messages. Oh, and so there's just like bewilderment by the girl who answers the phone. Is like, why are you calling me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I guess I, I guess you can call me. I'm still surprising. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, she came. She came to stay with me, and I was just. Uh, we got on quite well, but she's not one of these people that's scared of the outside world. No, she's not. Neither am I. But you just don't like the outside world. Yeah, but I'm not scared of it. I'll no. happily roam around. You know, you the, would answer the phone. It's just that you don't care to talk to people. I feel like I'm almost too confident of my abilities. I have the same problem as well because I want. I live in like a dangerous inner city suburb. Okay. And I wander around it at night frequently. Well, I, I think I even one-up you. I mean, I am a white male in my 20s. Mm. So that isn't a target demographic that I fear is rife with kidnappings and attacks. Well, no. But when I went to uh, Los Angeles, for example, we stayed in pretty much the area of Los Angeles that you don't want to stay in. <laughs> and we were just wandering around after midnight in these uh, streets and there was some uh, crazy people yelling at us at the streets and I feel like afterwards looking back on it I'm like yeah we were minutes away from being stabbed on a daily basis. I have the exact same problem I'm like I'm too confident and I think that is going to lead to my demise. Yeah but you can't walk around in fear all day either because otherwise you don't experience anything. But who wants to experience a stabbing? Well I don't want to experience that. I don't want to experience my demise. See that the problem. must be a happy medium. The problem with the stabbing is there's a high risk of it being your last experience ever. Well, exactly. You don't want to get stabbed and then think, oh, I forgot to try cranberries. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. That was also on the list. I did this in the wrong order. <laughs> Speaking of, can we go into a serious topic? Wow, that's new ground I know. for the prop shows. The prop but since we're only uh, two episodes from the end, why not try something new? Have you been reading about that murderer in the UK? Possibly, he you wants might have to be to... transferred from a. Uh, his name's Brady. Okay. And he wants to be transferred from a psych hospital to a normal prison. Mm. He is effed up. What did he do? He fifty years ago he murdered five children so for the experience. This dude's like super old now. Yeah, he's in his seventies. Yeah, right. And so, so they asked him why he did it, and he was like, "Well, I just wanted to have like the existential experience of killing children." Does he regret it? No. He's like, wow, that was so great. It was worth 50 years imprisonment. 
Well, he's pretty much like thinks he's superior anyway. It's really freaky. That is pretty messed up. Yeah. I mean, again, he did it in the wrong order. <laughs> like you can't experience anything after that, but well, jail. That's right. so, unless unless jail is. I feel like I need to be experience. afraid of more things, and like for example, try to avoid stabbing while there's still other things on the list. So to recap, avoid stabbing and child murder. Do try cranberries and answering unblocked numbers. Yes. I feel like if that's the baseline of what we've established today, then at least everyone's learned something. True. We'll go to our next song now on that note. Oh, that guy freaks me out. So this is the next song on our songs that we didn't get to. This is uh, Kendrick Lamar with Swimming Pools, also known as Drank. And that was from episode 19, where it was Ben's songs that he's had stuck in his head recently. Basically, it was an excuse to play a lot of songs that I like. Pull up. Drank. Headshot. Drank. Sit down. Drank. Stand up. Drank. Pass out. Drank. Wake up. And that was Kendrick Lamar with Swimming Pools. Drank. You're on the prop shows with Ben and Vicky. So I'd like to go straight into one of our previous proposals. Often on the show, we do propose ways that we can work things out. And one of our previous proposals is that we establish the court of, is it a date? Yes. So Vicky... We say there should be a helpline where you can ring up and say, look, this is a situation. Was I on a date or not? And uh, I told this story to Vicky. This was something that occurred to me about a year ago. And... Vicky thought, well, this is something that we needs questioning. I thought suspect. I was like, that's, uh, I couldn't decide. There were so many variables, but anyway. So, uh, yeah, previously Vicky's established that going to the beanbag cinema was a date. Yes. Well, well it, was, it was definitely high date potential. Oh, yeah. If you're going to beanbag cinema with someone, that is date potential. They've got their arm around you. And this story is also a cinema-based scenario. Yes. So... Uh, I went with a, a female friend of mine, mm-hmm. and we've been to the movies on multiple occasions, so I didn't think it was anything like she was interested in me. Yeah. But it was also the case where when we did start seeing movies together, we weren't both single. Yeah, so that's what I feel is more suspect, because now you're both single. I'm like, maybe she's been playing the world's longest groundwork game. But I, I would respect that. So would I. I would almost say date her for that. She's clearly, <laughs> like, wily Coyote here. But my problem was I didn't really think that she was interested in me. I wasn't, I wasn't considering... But maybe she's so good at laying groundwork. But that's too subtle, then. If I'm not getting the hint... No, that's what I'm saying. Maybe she's got, like... It's a very long game. You like, she's... Her game's still going and maybe yeah, she's like about... two years into a 20-year game All right, well, or something like that. I'll report back in another <laughs> 18 years <laughs> or so. To which I must say hats off to you, young <laughs> miss. The thing that tipped the scales in this that made me lean towards the more it could be a date So you've scenario. rung up the helpline. Yeah, I'm calling Vicky's <laughs> is it a date line. Yep. And <laughs> I would like to... Oh, hello? The phone's still ringing. I, I don't know. I haven't picked up yet. Okay. You've got to call the line. You don't just like... But you're doing the calling sound effect. Yeah, no, and... that's the um, that's your phone ringing in your ear and I have to answer. Yeah, so you're, you're the person who has to do the answering I sound know, effect. I know, but you're not shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue ringing. Usually in these scenarios, I would be doing the mime of the ring. Okay, well, you mime the ring then if you'd like to ring me. But I was waiting for you to answer because you're also... Well, I've the... hung up because you kept talking. <laughs> Are you going to ring? <laughs> No, it's not the 20s. You're not calling from the Great Gatsby. Try again. Do you want me to do some kind of uh, 90s Nokia ringtone? Okay. I can't even remember dun, how you... Dun, 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 dun. 
No, that's the iPhone alarm. Oh, okay. <laughs> How about you just answer the phone? Uh, well, ring. I'm not answering that. <laughs> it's not even a block number. What are you, you going to do, the crazy frog? <laughs> I don't even know how crazy I'm frog goes anymore. I'm definitely not answering I've that. tried to block it from more memory. All right, I'm going to be the ringtone. Hello, Vicky's helpline for people not knowing whether or not they're on a date. Vicky speaking. I can't believe you thought that was that much better than my phone noise. Uh, I'm sorry, Vicky speaking. <laughs> I've got a problem with a potential is it a date scenario. Oh, well, you've called the right helpline. How can I help you today, sir? Well, here's... Sorry, what was your name? My name is Jacob Jones. I'm using an alias. Okay. <laughs> I'm too embarrassed to tell my real name. Oh, well, okay, sir. We'll go with Jacob Jones. How are you today, Jacob? I am in dismay. If in you dismay? Will. Mm. I will. So uh, I went to a movie with a girl. Oh, that sounds good. Okay. Yep. Go on. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't think it was a date. Okay. But the movie that she took me to was so boring. <laughs> And so terrible that I didn't think that anyone could possibly believe that there was any other reason to take me to this movie unless she wanted to give me no other option but to make a move. See, that's why I think it was a date, because why would she take you to such a terrible movie? Well, I feel like she didn't understand what the movie was when she picked it. See, I feel like she's trying to get you to, to make a move because you're the dude. Uh, now I'm just angry at her. Because <laughs> she took you to a shit movie. Yeah, like afterwards it's like... I gotta go. I'm, I'm emotionally drained from the uh, many thoughts that went through my head. That about how boring this was. And about whether or not you're trying to trick me into making a move on you or something. Is that what you thought the entire time you were watching the movie? Well, you're my like, mind this is so bad. There's only one reason you would take someone to this. It wasn't the entire movie. I was making shopping lists. I was planning <laughs> my playlist for the show. See, I think you'd be the perfect match for this girl. You two go to movies and don't talk at all. That sounds like the relationship you would love. I don't see why you won't just ask her out. Well, I don't think she's interested. Well, at least I didn't up until this point. <laughs> I think it'll wait for her to choose the next movie and see what it is. And so you reckon that if she comes up with something worse, like if it's also... Or if it's like indecent proposal or something. What, so if you think if she goes with a sexual-themed movie. Or even just like, so what would you do in that situation, Ben? Well, she didn't propose a threesome, if that's what you were getting at. <laughs> Or even a twosome. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you're trying to win me over with these kind of mind games, you've got to be less subtle. Yeah. Because it's just confusing me more but than see, anything. Ben, she's playing a long game. You want the short game. Not necessarily. I'm, I'm all for let's wait out these 18 years and see what happens. <laughs> but, I mean, Every I Every girl loves a long game. I would love it if a guy was playing a long game on me. How do you know I haven't been for the last four years of this radio show? <laughs> You've play been playing the longest game on me ever since we were 11. So uh, do you think it was a date? I don't know. I think there's a long game involved of some description. But I've taken you to a lot of crap movies. But this I've taken you to do a lot of things that weren't very fun, actually, the more I think about it. <laughs> Why do you keep doing these things? I don't know. <laughs> this one just seemed exceptionally crap. So it was harder to, uh, like, you know, usually there's something you can get out of it. And she does have an eclectic taste in films, but this was a new level. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's just descending. Like, next time you'll be going to see that 20-hour film that's just the Empire State Building. Oh, yeah, Empire. Great yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what she suggests then. But uh, there was, speaking of my dating scenarios, yes. I think it was only fair. That you bring up one of mine in that case. Exactly. <laughs> and so recently we did discuss 
the the demise the the unusualness that is Vicky's life basically. Oh, I thought you were going into the actual. Okay, yes. No, the ordeal that is Vicky Smith's yeah. dating history. <laughs> That's so true. Not just my dating history, my everything history. Yeah. So uh, one recent incident that stood out to me was discussed on the show the breakup. Yes. The death of my death slash demise of my recent relationship. But one key element that we didn't touch on, I felt it was maybe a little too soon to bring it up that day, <laughs> but equally as confusing yes. in my mind was uh, the fact that after I, well, to recap for anyone who didn't listen, that morning I uh, picked Vicky up from her boyfriend's house to mm. take her to the studio to record the radio show. And uh, she informed me that they were in the process of breaking up but, you know, we've got to, got to make the 12pm time slot, so we had to hurry hurry to the studio. I had to when, hurry through the breakup. Yeah, yeah. Got to do the uh, the radio edit version of the breakup. <laughs> and so uh, Vicky's got all these bags, uh, guitar and shopping bags. Yes, uh, of, clothes. Of Yeah, clothes and things that she'd left at this guy's house over the course of their relationship. And uh, the one thing that it seems that she didn't bring with her that I discovered about halfway through the <laughs> studio... What was it, Vicky? What were you missing? I ended my relationship shoeless. How does that happen? I don't know. We were just, like, arguing, and I was like, no, let's not break up. And then he was like, no, we always argue. And I'm like, yes, fair enough. So then we broke up, and then I had to, like, race through it because you're already at the door. Um, so then we ended our relationship, and I was like, shit, we, couldn't, we looked for my shoes, and it was like, you'd been waiting for ages. So we were trying to end my relationship and search for my shoes at the same time. <laughs> couldn't find them. So I was like, well, i got to go. You know, I can't find my shoes. Got to get out of here. How Left. long How long did you search for your shoes? I'd say a good 10 minutes. You found, like, everything. It seemed like you had the whole, entire history of your relationship. I know, except for shoes. But how does that happen? Like, people have dreams about, oh, yeah, I rocked up to school and I uh, didn't have any shoes. That's... We know that's not Vicky's dream. No. But that's because it's her life. Has it been and it on has, Seinfeld? Yeah, because Seinfeld, otherwise I'll dream it. It hasn't happened on TV yet. But, but it's like Seinfeld didn't even do it because this happens to no one. <laughs> you can't get anywhere without shoes because once you get to that part in the dream, you're like, well, this is unrealistic. I would have just put shoes on before I, I left the house. Them. You're in such a hurry that it's like, quick, I got to go shoeless. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, I don't know where they are. I'm like, don't worry about it. How do you even lose your shoes like that to that degree? Like I don't surely know. there's like He one still or two... hasn't found them. Yeah, well that's the other thing is that you mentioned, oh yeah, I had to go back to pick up a few more oh, bits like and pieces. Several times. And in all those times you <laughs> have not located the shoes. I think he probably just is angry at you and from the breakup. And withholding them. So he's just like chucked them on the roof or something like <laughs> now she'll never, never find them. them. Or now he just wants much to much like my heart. He wants to win you back and so he's got to give you keep giving you reasons to come back well I have to keep going over there for more of my crap that he has discovered you like fully moved all your household belongings in there or something well what happens was he lives around the corner from one of my good friends yeah who gave me a lot of her clothes for work okay um because I started a new job this year and so I just left a lot of them at his house because I was going straight from his house to work so often these, these are your friends clothes now mine Right, I see. It's, <laughs> your life is so complicated. I, I know. Don't, I don't have any of my things at anyone else's house. No, see, her, they were her clothes, but she was getting rid of them to, like, the op shop or whatever. Yeah, I And I was it. like, well, why give them away to charity when you've got a charity case right here? They won't accept <laughs> my muffin bottoms. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't well, know. you have them. The, the charity's got high standards these days. I'll take these off your hands. Exactly. To save you the embarrassment then, of having them shoved back in your face. So, she gave me maybe seven shopping bags worth of clothes. Wow. I know. She was getting rid of a lot. 
And so they were in my size and I took them to my now ex's house and he lives like a block away from her house and like maybe 10 minutes by car away from my work, whereas I live two hours away from both of those places. And as you know, my car is now blown up three times. Three? I didn't yes. realise there was uh, extra time in there. Well, there was the accident, yep. which was the original time. Then the new car blew up. Then we got it back last week and it blew up again. See, that, the accident was another crazy Vicky moment that happened minutes before the show. <laughs> he has not found the shoes. And that's why there was so much stuff at his house, in case you're wondering. is because I took it back to his house, didn't have a car to transport it to my own house. So I just left it there. But how long were you together? Like what, like six weeks or so? Oh, no longer than that. Okay. Because it just feels like I was with, I've been with girls for years that I've, if I break up, I wouldn't have to pick up anything from their house. Mm. Maximum a toothbrush. I guess you're more organised than me. No, it's not, it's not even organised. It's just difference of, we just obviously just do these very differently in oh, terms of. Look, there wouldn't have been that much stuff at his house had I not picked up all those clothes. Okay. So uh, of my own actual stuff, there was not much. <laughs> there was probably a bag full of my own, or less, half a bag of my actual stuff that I'd left there. And the rest were all these clothes that belonged to this other girl. Well, uh, and I wouldn't have left them there had I had a car, had it not exploded three times. Sure. I would probably also still have a boyfriend if my car hadn't exploded three times. Blaming it on the car. Well, I kind of like, it's the same issue I always have is like people either just get sick of my... Driving you everywhere. Well, my calamities, like they start it, to It's a not, lot to deal with. Yeah, I know. They start to not feel as bad anymore. Because I'll be like, I had a car accident, and then a week later, I'll be like, I got hit by a car, and then a week later, I'll be like, I fell in a hole and broke my ankle, and then a week later, I'll be like, my aunt died. And, like, if a disaster is happening every week, they no longer feel like disasters. Surely you should be numb to this as well. (laughs) I am somewhat. I feel like eventually you'll come into the studio and be like, I lost a finger. (laughs) Let's just do the show. Well, I'm good. Isn't that pretty much what I do anyway? Yeah, but I'm, I guess I'm so numb to it as well. They're like, oh, it's just another crazy Vicky story. <laughs> yeah, Quick, get on the mic so we can tell everyone about it. Like today, I nearly got hit by a car, like very nearly. I feel like you've got to be talking up some of these things, even if you're not. Like they just happen so frequently. Yeah, you can't, it can't happen to any one person this often. But that, I think you've actually witnessed a lot of these things happening. So you know that they are true. Well, I saw you, you and this boyfriend of yours emerge from the house. I didn't witness any breakup, really, so Aww. there's a lot of uh, the vagaries. So you up. think we're still together and I'm just, just bringing a, some sympathy out of you? Yeah, you'll be back together by next week and then uh, you'll be ready to have another breakup story. <laughs> well, because you saw the car post-accident as well. Yeah, that's a lot of commitment if that didn't actually happen. Yes. <laughs> I'll give you that one. So anyway, today I was crossing the road with the green man and a car turned right almost on top of me. And uh, so did you have to move out of the way to not get hit? I leapt backwards Mm. and it was literally like, had I leaned forward, my knee would have touched it. Mm, I know, it was really scary. uh, But that doesn't even rate anymore. But if you hadn't have moved, you you would have got hit. Oh, yeah. How how fast was it going? Uh, Well, not that quick. So I wouldn't have died, but I wouldn't have been like, oh, it's the same as someone throwing me a surprise party. Like... Was this another jealous ex-boyfriend Probably. trying to run you over? Probably. But yes, they. I guess they just didn't realise that you can't just turn right willy-nilly. <laughs> there might be want. young girls there. <laughs> Crossing the road with the green man. Pro tip. But yeah, that does not even rate on the level of calamity. So that is one issue I have in my relationships. They're like, well, I'm like, I'm upset. Can I come over? And they're like, you're always upset. I'm like, I know, but these things also always happen. <laughs> <laughs> And the other issue is that it's also just, an, like, 
one, it's like one that they are like, well, you can't possibly be upset all the time with these things happening. I'm like, well, you'd be surprised. Two is those things are annoying. And three is they just stop believing me. Exactly. You'll tell your boyfriend, I almost got decapitated today. And he's like, yeah, almost. (laughs) I don't even care. Whereas like on the weekend, one of my friend's sisters got alcohol poisoning. I was with her in the hospital till 6 a.m. Maybe that's your other problem. You seem to want to uh, fight everyone else's battle. Well, I got taken along because I was the only sober person there. Maybe you need to get drunk. I know, that was the problem. (laughs) I was like, crap. Because I find that in a lot of situations, I'm the most responsible person around. How is that ever the case? Maybe it's because I have so many personal calamities that the calamities of others are so easy to deal with. You're used to, uh, you know how to resolve every single one because you've been through them all. Well, it seems like it sometimes, yes. I remember when we were in Japan, there was a similar situation where there was a, a girl who got drunk and she missed her train home. And so you, you took her into your house and it's like you keep adopting all these people. Who was that? It was just a, a Japanese girl at this party. I don't remember that. Pei Yun, I believe. Shout out to Japanese friends. I don't know why I remember that. That's like... Was that her name? Yeah. Was I also drunk? Yeah, but less drunk. I was probably just drunk. I don't know. <laughs> well, nice. you were sober enough to get her into a cab home to your place. Was she able to walk? We had to carry her a little bit. Oh, well, then what are you going to do? Leave her there? No, I'm, I'm just saying there's a lot of people at this party and you're the one who takes responsibility. I'm not saying don't do it. <laughs> I do but maybe saying. share the responsibility around, around so you're not always dragged <laughs> down of these people's crazy maladies. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. I should have been like someone else take her home. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, other people are very good at shirking responsibility. Everyone else is like, oh, Vicky will do it. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've never been in this scenario, apart from that where I can kind of basically steal your goodwill because I was there. I guess so, but on the weekend, why did I get pulled into it? Because the girl whose sister it was was on the phone to her mum making no sense because she was also drunk. So I took the phone and said, are you coming? What should we do? She said, ah, oh, well, the ambulance will get there quicker than me. Call an ambulance. Anyway, it all end well. Yes. Okay. Well, there's some good news for you. And with that, we will go into another song. This is The Super Jesus with Gravity. This is from our 26th episode. On airplanes. Yes, that was the playlist. We'll be back after this with some more prop shows. Reevaluating Justice League, Justice League, Justice League. Reevaluating Justice League. Do they only need Superman? I love that intro. Really? It's one of my favourites, I have to say. Because it seems like the intro is that Vicky doesn't take part in or have some kind of collaboration on the idea. I felt like maybe she doesn't enjoy quite as much. Oh, really? Why? Just because I think you like your own things. <laughs> <laughs> that I like the things that I've created. Yeah. You're like, I'm a genius. <laughs> Do I tend to only like my own segments? Well, you've heckled that intro in previous uh, airings. Really? Whereas... Uh, well, you can't say it seems appropriate. No, but that's the whole joke. So, well, I don't think I was heckling. I think I was saying, if you haven't fallen asleep to the lullaby, that it is. No, you can understand how that could be misconstrued. Oh, my mistake. No, I was merely saying. I quite like that. Well, I'm glad we established this. Mm, it's one of my favourites. So uh, this is the re-establishing the Justice League segment, mm. where we basically say who is in and who is out of the Justice, Justice League. League. Because uh, Superman, he's got a lot of powers. Oh, does he ever? Many overlapping with the remaining members of the Justice League. Yes, that's true. 
So in previous episodes, we have evaluated The Flash, Batman and Aquaman, all of whom were cut from the Justice League. Indeed, and today we are evaluating Wonder Woman. Does that mean in our final episode, The Martian Manhunter and The Green Lantern will be evaluated together? Ooh, we could do that or we could roll one over onto the podcast. We'll see how it goes. All right, we'll see what happens. But I have to say, I'm a bit biased coming into this. I felt I've had the feeling throughout the entire podcast that Wonder Woman would be in. What gave you that idea? I don't know. Just maybe it was like the, pre- the female presence or something. I feel like Superman needs to be balanced out by a superwoman. Well, I think the interesting thing was over the course of our lives, we haven't really had much of Wonder Woman in the media. No, it's not as if, yeah, she's been around much, is it? Yeah, there's certainly like Justice League cartoons, but I was never into any of those. And there's comic books, but again, I haven't read my Wonder Woman. So <laughs> if you're not a fan of, the, I think it's like an 80s TV show, there hasn't really been an incarnation of Wonder Woman that has allowed me to really understand the character. Yes. And so I had to do quite a bit of research, more so than some of the other members of the Justice League, And after going over her abilities and uh, strengths and weaknesses, it feels like that I'm leaning towards that she might be in. Yeah, me too. Definitely our strongest competitor yet. I would say so as well. I'm not sure why, but should we go through some of her abilities? Yeah, let's do it. She has super strength, speed, agility, reflexes, stamina and endurance. So basically all of the physical attributes that Superman has. And flight as well. So on on a basic ability level. Like physical ability. She can keep up with Superman. Yeah, it seems like in the Justice League, she is definitely the uh, next strongest member. Well, that's, yeah, I feel like definitely better than The Flash. The Flash is only quick and Batman is only as good as his equipment. Yeah. But she personally has all of those things and she also is a superior hand-to-hand combatant. So it's not as if she needs weapons either. But she also does have a couple of uh, devices. She's got the lasso of truth. Oh, absolutely. She's got some great weapons, but what I'm trying to say is she doesn't need them. No, she doesn't need them, yet she has them. Yes. <laughs> so just if, if Wonder Woman wasn't strong enough, let's just give her some magic Amazing items weapons. as well. Yeah, so what, do, what does the lasso of truth do? Um, basically, it sounds like the name, you can lasso someone and it makes them tell the truth. Oh, that's amazing. That would be fantastic. It seems also very strong and uh, flexible, so it could be like as long as you want and, you know, as you can restrain people. It's pretty... You're not getting oh, out of the lasso of truth. Does Wonder Woman need Superman? <laughs> you think they should both disband the Justice League and go over, you know, protect their own cities? Yeah, pretty much. I don't Cut, really know. Maybe, maybe split half the world. They can... Uh, half the world each? Yeah. Oh, indestructible bracelets. That's pretty good. Yeah, so she she's quite good at, like, deflecting bullets. And I've noticed things. that, yeah. I don't know what else they're used for. She can just <laughs> deflect a lot of bullets. <laughs> True. And uh, she does have access to an invisible jet, which, again, she can fly. So I think that was more... Is it invisible or just not opaque? Because you can't see her in the sky in it, can you? Well, there's a good... Um, Family guy? Or Robot Chicken or something. Uh, there's yeah. a sketch where that that's basically how it works. I, actually, I think even in the 80s... Wonder Woman TV show, that's how it works, where it's just as you see an outline of an airplane and her, like, sitting in an invisible chair in the sky. See, that's not invisible, then. No, the plane is invisible, but <laughs> she's not invisible, so it kind of... It doesn't make everything in it invisible, which is weird, definitely. <laughs> You're going to get some ducks flying into it or something. <laughs> that is quite odd. But also, the things that I found great about her is... She's got all of what we basically were hoping to get from The Flash, plus better. Well, he's probably faster, but that's about it. No, but what I'm 
than the Flash. Oh, he's faster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. But he's all. She's also got empathy. Like she's got. I would say because it's been uh, given as an ability greater than human empathy. Then. Yeah, and that's similar to Aquaman, where she, she can uh, kind of communicate to animals with that empathy or something. Oh, so I thought it was just like she could understand people's situations and then talk to them in a way that makes them want to do I what think, she wants. I think that's part of it. So she can, like, detect their emotions and get some kind of insight yes. into their minds. But uh, she can also... I don't know if she can make animals do their bidding like the uh, like Aquaman can, mm-hmm. but it's like if Aquaman's abilities are just limited to sea creatures, then she's got him beat as well. Yes. It just basically seems like any creatures... True. Yeah, and she's, in terms of weaknesses, it seems like she's almost got nothing. No, I can't see weaknesses. Well, because we discussed how Batman, he's a human, Mm. and so he's got regular weaknesses by, like, bullets and that kind of thing. That's right. She does not. Yeah, she's apparently, like, made from clay or something. (laughs) Like, she's she's a human, but she Mm. was modelled from clay, so she's got, like, extra, uh, you know, healing abilities and um, can withstand a lot of force, and that's if... It gets past her magic bracelets. Yeah, exactly. So or that, past her super strength, speed, agility, and reflexes. It seems like back in the 40s when Wonder Woman was originally conceived, she didn't have as much of her uh, female role model traits as she does nowadays. And so one of the weaknesses that I discovered was that if a male restrained her bracelets, then she would lose her powers. Oh, I think they've mostly phased that, that out. Yes. Because it's like, hmm. <laughs> Seems weird and sexist. Yes. So that's been phased out, which is nice. She grew into her powers. Yeah. So over the years, that's uh, that was kind of her one weakness removed. Yeah. And she's got enhanced healing of herself or others? Herself. Okay. But, I mean, like, that's, that's so much pretty like much Superman when he, she gets hit. Yeah. And she's, but what, what makes her better than Superman is she's nearly invulnerable to magic. But you say nearly, that kind of means not invulnerable to magic. Oh, but nearly, come on. Like, <laughs> so, okay, there's maybe some crazy strong spell that will get her, but like yeah, so most magic. Maybe just there's some spell that will, that will affect Superman, but she might be all right to it. I guess. Well, yeah, I would, I would assume that, you know, or maybe it slightly hampers her, but not completely. Mm. So I would say Wonder Woman is in. So basically, um, Agreeing with you. Because she has empathy. I think she could instill hope in Superman. It really seems like we were discussing Superman might have a couple of days off if there's a solar flare or something. Yeah, she can stand in. Yeah, she's a perfectly good stand in. In fact, more than stand in. Maybe he should just fail in for her days off. Yeah, okay. So the Justice League, we've got our first in. Yeah, that's right. Do they only need Superman? Well, to be honest, can she add anything that Superman doesn't have, though? Yes, I'd say she does. She's adding something to the Justice League, in my opinion. What's that? Well, she can speak to animals. She's got the invisible jet. Plus, she can make people tell the truth. And she's invulnerable to magic and solar flares. I think the, the lasso of truth is the biggest thing there. I would say empathy's not bad. But, I mean, like, if, if you're, uh, you're always going on about the law and order side of this, this uh, Justice League where you want Flash to be an expert eyewitness. Yes. Well, Wonder Woman's got him beat there. She can just lasso someone and make them testify. They're going to have to tell the truth. <laughs> exactly. So we don't even need her, him in the order side of things. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Wonder Woman, Superman cleaning up the mean streets. 
No objections? No objections. All right, so uh, that is another reevaluation of the Justice League concluded. So, so far in the Justice League, we have Wonder Woman and Superman, the great duo. Next week, we'll be looking at the Martian Manhunter and uh, the Green Lantern. Can they add anything that Wonder Woman and Superman don't already have? So Ben may need to rejig the jingle. Why so? Do they only need Superman? And one moon. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So, uh... I think that basically brings us to the end of another episode of The Prop Showzel. But there is one thing we need to cover before we finish the show. What you've learned? Yes. I've learned that maybe I should be a little more afraid of the outside world, but not as afraid as everyone else. (laughs) I've learned that strangers who criticise you aren't always trying to harm you. I've learned that Vicky should take better care of her shoes. (laughs) I've learned that my is this a date line would be quite handy. I've learnt that Wonder Woman is our first official entry in the re-evaluated Justice League. I've learned that 20 years is a long game, but worthwhile. <laughs> I learnt that if Vicky was called on a regular basis, critiquing her every move, that eventually she would become as perfect as Megan Gale. <laughs> I've learned that the reevaluating the Justice League intro has to be reevaluated. Oh. And I've learned that the rules of a pre-record have now been sufficiently established and capped off as we come to the end of our first and last pre-recorded episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Next week is our big season finale. We will see you at the same time next week. Yeah, so uh, we'll be doing our Sin Awards, basically. For our very own show. Yeah, so I, I figure the station isn't going to give us an award. We'll give ourselves an award. Several, in fact. <laughs> so we'll be recapping all our favourite moments over the course of our three seasons of Prop Shows All History. And, uh, yeah, if you want to keep track of all Prop Shows All goings on, whether it's, uh, you know, next week or beyond, go to propshowsall.com. Or you can also uh, like our Facebook page on Facebook, which is... Facebook.com slash PropShowsall. Feel free to email me, ben at insaneramblings.net. Or me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Or subscribe on iTunes or rate and review us. And uh, thanks, everyone. That brings us to the end. I will play you out with the Red Hot Chili Peppers Brandy. This was from episode 18, where our playlist featured covers. Thanks for listening and... uh, Prop shows were out. <laughs>